The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. The presence of God is so powerful. Write this down. God's original intention is for man to stay and operate from his presence. God's original intention is for man to stay. Notice that word, key word, to stay and to operate from his presence. God made man to have communion with his presence. The characteristics of God and who he is. God's presence will not benefit you until you become aware of his presence. Did you just hear what I said? God's presence will not benefit you until you become what? Aware of his presence. Even though God is everywhere, he is omnipresent, he is everywhere, that means his presence is everywhere. But his presence will not help you or benefit you unless you become aware of his presence. Now the scripture we read in Exodus chapter 33 verse 14 Moses was having a dialogue with God. Moses was having a conversation with God. And at this time, God had already delivered the children of Israel out of captivity. And they are now about to move to the next phase of their deliverance or their journey into the promised land. And so, as this deliberation was going on, Moses have now seen that the most valuable asset that he had was the presence of God. Remember, Moses had an encounter with God during the burning bush. Remember when the bush was burning, uh, but the leaves were not burning. Is that right? So God spoke to him out of that experience and God said to him, the place that you're standing is a holy ground and take off your shoes and so on and so forth. So he had an encounter with the presence of God and he knew all the way that even when God brought them out of Egypt, as a matter of fact, out of captivity, which I'm going to show you when we have the time, that it was the presence of God that brought them out of captivity. It was the presence of God that brought them out of captivity. And also, not only that, the presence of God was guiding them daily. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. The presence of God was guiding them daily. But you see, the presence of God will not benefit you if you're not aware of his presence. Have you noticed that when you go into certain environments, you become aware of a certain person and your behavior changes immediately? Maybe somebody that you've been for years looking to meet for years and then all of a sudden you go into that environment and that person is there your your demeanor changes your behavior changes immediately you you become you, you become so so aware and sensitive to their presence because this is someone you've been dying to meet for years and you know that when you meet this person, your life will be changed forever. And so the moment you see that person, 
Everything around you changes. Reverence becomes, you know, becomes a part of you all of a sudden. Because you know that if you, if you really, really meet this person, your life will be changed forever. So that's how important the presence of God is. But the reason why the presence of God doesn't benefit us is because we are not sensitive to his presence. How many of you here have children? Most of you. When you are not around, maybe say you've gone into your bedroom and your children are in the lounge and they are jumping on the sofa, you know, and you know they like jumping on the sofa. But when you're there, they don't jump on the sofa. The moment you go into your bedroom, guess what? They start jumping on the sofa. By the time you come back into the, the living room, they stop. The moment they see you, they stop. Why? Because they became aware of your presence. Now, all this while, you were in the house, but they were not aware of your presence. You were in the bedroom, right? Still in the house, but in the bedroom. And in the living room, they were doing all the gymnastics and everything. Now, you were in the house. You were not outside of the house. You were in the house, just in the bedroom. Yet in the living room, there are all kinds of things going on. But the moment you make your presence known, they stop jumping on the sofa. The first song we sang, it said, let us become more aware of his presence. So now, it's not that God is not present. He is there. Now, it is your responsibility to become aware of his presence. It is not his responsibility. Are you following what I'm saying? He is here. Everywhere you are, he's there. But you have to become aware of his presence. And I hope that this journey will take us and help us in our walk with God. In Jesus' name. Now, Moses had previously experienced the power of the presence of God during the burning bush experience, so he knew that it will only take the presence of God to bring them out. So in Exodus chapter 33, verse 15, the Bible says that, then he said, if your presence do not go with us, do not bring us from here. If your presence do not go with us, then don't take us further. Why? Because the presence of God was the guaranteed assurance of victory and deliverance. The presence of God was a guaranteed assurance of victory and deliverance. So we have to understand the importance of God's presence. We have to understand the importance of his presence. If you don't understand the importance of God's presence, his presence will not benefit you. Are you following what I'm saying? And can I say this? Everything you'll ever need is in his presence. That's why the Bible says that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Not only fullness of joy, there is everything that pertains to life and godliness in his presence. So if you miss his presence, you've missed everything. Exodus chapter 33 from verse 12, let's read it. The Bible says that then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, 
show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Verse 14, and God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So you see, if you're looking for rest, you don't pursue rest, you pursue his presence. Because in pursuing his presence, you have rest. Do you get it? Verse 15, the Bible says that then he said to him, if your presence, this is Moses speaking to God, Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So, even if you're looking for grace, the grace of God is in the presence of God. When people see the favor of God in your life, the grace of God in your life, the grace of God, the presence of God is birthed out of the presence of God. The grace of God, the favor of God, the blessing and everything, all these things are birthed out of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Verse 16 again, the Bible says, that, For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Oh, this is powerful. The difference maker between you and the world is the presence of God. That's the difference maker. The difference between you and the world is a presence. That's why Moses said that the only way these people are going to see the difference is your presence. I've, I've, in my personal walk with God, there are moments when I'm in a deep spiritual emphasis time with God. Deep. When I talk about deep, very deep, in prayer, in fasting, and in the studying of the word, and communing with God, deep. When I go out sometimes, there are people who can't look into my face. They say there's something about you. Sometimes, I mean, I tell my wife, I don't know, but, you know... (laughs) I get so much favor on the road when I'm driving. I get so much favor, unusual favor. Places where people are not supposed to stop for me to turn, they will stop and they will let me turn. Sometimes people will be signaling me that there's something there. There's something there. There's, there's uh, traffic wardens, the speed camera people, they're there. And it's, it's strange. Strange, very strange, very unusual. It doesn't happen in this country. Very unusual. And I'm not saying this happens just once. It happens every day. And I'm not saying, I mean, in saying this, I'm not saying because I'm speeding. No. I don't say the pastor now likes to speed. No. And for your information, in all humility, I've never received a speeding ticket before. So that means I'm a good driver by, by never, never, never received a speeding ticket before. Praise God. Sometimes today, you know, I was telling my wife today, we were together driving, taking our kids to school, and somebody was just two, two, two cars flickering, flickering. I said, I don't know why, but is, is it the car or is it the the person in the car, I get so much favor. 
I didn't know what was ahead. Not knowing where we were going, there was like a huge flood. You know, twice, two cars. I said, out of all the cars that they are flashing, they could flash. They don't flash any. I'm the only one they keep flashing. You see, when the presence of God is with you, he differentiates you from the rest. That's why you have to pursue God's presence. If you don't pursue his presence, you are missing a lot. Because his presence is everything. In his presence, there is power. In his presence, there is life. In his presence, there is peace. In his presence, there is joy. In his presence, there is absolute security. Absolute security. When you are in the presence of God, you have this guaranteed assurance that he is with you. Hallelujah. Verse 17, the Bible says, So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. May that be your story this year. Verse 18, and he said, Please show me your glory. You see, you move from the presence of God into his glory. This is how... First, first um, Corinthians or Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen puts it. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. It says, "But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, right? Beholding us in a glass, are changed into the same image." From glory to glory. Do you get it? But we all with an open face beholding us in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Even by the spirit of the Lord. How are you going to change from glory to glory if you don't look into the word? This is the mirror. You have to behold it. What does the mirror say about it? How many ladies here, when they, when they make up, they look into the mirror? You take your time, you look into the mirror to see whether you're lipo-lipo. Isn't that what we, we used to call it? Lipo-lipo, lipstick. That's what my mom used to call it. Lipo-lipo. You put the lipstick and you do it line very nicely. And then your eyeshadows, your makeups, everything is, and you look into the mirror to make sure that everything is everywhere. If you don't look into the perfect law of liberty, which is the mirror, which is the word, you won't behold his glory. You won't behold his glory. It says, but we all with an open face beholding us in the glass. The glass here is the word. And the only way you can access the glory, the glory is in the word. His glory is in his word. His glory is in his word. That's why Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. From his presence, you now enter into his glory. Verse 19, then he said, I will make all my goodness pass to pass before you and I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you and I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious and I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no man shall see my face and leave. We're in Exodus chapter 33 now. Verse 21, the Bible says, and the Lord said, here is my, is a place by me and you shall You shall stand on the rock, so it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put put you in the cleft of the rock, 
and will cover you with my hand when I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. My face shall no, not be seen. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. So let's pursue his presence. Go for his presence. Your prayer must be, Lord, show me your glory. Lord, don't let me go into this interview room without your presence. Don't let me go out today without your presence. Isn't it interesting? These days, the things we see going on, it will take the presence of God to shield you from the wicked one. You, you hear in the news, somebody's been stabbed, killed, shot in the UK. A terrorist attack. Those people were attacking those people and killing them. They don't know them from Adam. Those people get up in the morning and tell their children or their parents, oh, I'll go and I'll see you later. And they don't come back. So you can't joke with the presence of God. You can't play with the presence of God. The presence of God is so powerful. Write this down. God's original intention is for man to stay and operate from his presence. God's original intention is for man to stay. Notice that word, key word, to stay and to operate from his presence. God made man to have communion with his presence. God made man to have communion with his presence. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 8 to 11. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 8 to 11. Now I want to show you something very profound tonight that I believe will help you all the days of your life. Now remember that I gave you an example of you and your children. You in your bedroom, your children in the lounge, you are in the house, but your presence was not made known or aware to them, so they were doing all the wrong things. The moment you show up, they stop doing the wrong things, they start doing the right things. Now, notice something interesting that happened in, in Genesis chapter 3 from verse 8 to 11. I read, the Bible says that, and they heard, talking about Adam and Eve, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Notice that. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God. What did I say earlier? I said God's original intention was for man to stay and operate from the presence of God. Are you following me? So now, guess what happened? The Bible says, when Adam and Eve heard God coming from the bedroom into the lounge, let's say the lounge is a garden of Eden, the Bible says that Adam and Eve heard, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And notice what they did. They hid from his presence. They hid themselves from his presence. Obviously, you know that by now they had fallen. They had committed treason. They had committed sin before they were not hiding from the presence. But now they are hiding from the presence. Why? Because something came between them and the presence of God. Guess what? The devil is not interested in your car. He's not interested in your property. He's not interested in your business. He's interested in the presence of God in your life. If he can have access, if he can disconnect you from the presence of God, he can destroy you. 
That's why Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, the Bible says that, let us not forsake the gathering together, the coming together, the fellowshipping together of the presence of the brethren together. Presence, presence, fellowship. The only way the devil can destroy you is to separate you from the presence. So far as you are in his presence, he can't get access to you. So the Bible says that they hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? God is asking someone, where are you today? Where are you? How does backsliding begin? Hiding. Hiding from church. Hiding from the brethren. When it's time for service, you don't show up. That's how backsliding happens. Have you noticed that it is easy to backslide when you don't fellowship in the house of God? If he can... If the devil can disconnect you from his pre- from God's presence, that's it. That's it. That's why David cried, "Do not cast me away. Do not take your presence away from me." He knew the significance of God's presence. He knew the importance of God's presence. He knew that the only way I could I had, I had dominion over Goliath was through his presence. Was through his presence. So when I see people taking the presence of God for granted, I pity them. I look at them and say, you have no idea what you're doing. You're sabotaging your own future. As a, as a married man or as a married woman, I don't need my wife. Listen, your f- listen. This is to husbands and wives. Your faithfulness number one is not to your husband or to your wife. Your faithfulness is to God. If you cannot be faithful to God, forget man. This ring is nothing. The ring is only a symbol of you becoming conscious of the presence of the other person in your life. But if you're not conscious of the presence of God, ah, you, you, you'll be committing treason everywhere. You'll be leaving trademarks everywhere you go. God forbid. May it not be so in your life. Where are you? God said, Adam, where are you? Where are you? Where, where are you not? Where are you? Why are you not in church? Why are you not in fellowship? Why are you offended about every little thing? Where are you? Why are you not in fellowship? And do you know how the devil disconnects you from the presence of God? He uses offense. That's why Jesus said offenses will come. He'll use offense. Because he knows that the only way I can separate you from the presence of God is to offend you through another person. That's why I've always said that the Holy Spirit will not operate in an environment of grief. He doesn't like grief. The Holy Spirit He's so sensitive. If you're here on Sunday, I was sitting on the sensitivity of the nature of the Holy Spirit. He's so sensitive. So sensitive. He doesn't like grief. Anywhere there is grief, the Holy Spirit is not there. (laughs) Any church where there's contention, fighting, infighting, Senior pastor, assistant pastor, associate pastor, leaders, choir leaders, choir members, ushers, where there is fighting, the Holy Spirit is not there. Everything that's happening there is flesh, it's carnality. 
That's why there is no change. You see, there's so much, and such environments don't last long. That's why we have to protect the presence of God with everything within us. You protect it, you guard it. That's why I'm extra sensitive when it comes to the presence of God or the things of God. You become my number one enemy now if you mess with the presence of God. The way I look at you, your heart will jump out of your... Because you have no idea what it costs for God's presence to show up in a service. You think it just happens? His presence means approval. His presence, it means he is with you. It's better God's presence is with me more than a million people liking me on Facebook. This is not a time to hide. 2020 is not a time to hide. That's that's why, you see, coming to church, you're not doing anyone a favor. Do do you get what I'm saying? I mean, obviously not you here because you're already here. But if the devil one day deceives you not to come into the house of God, you're not doing anyone a favor. It's you. Once he can disconnect you from God's presence, that's it. Your source is the presence of God. So God is asking, where are you? Where are you? There are many many people God is asking today, where are you? Why are you not in the church where I planted you? Why have you uprooted yourself? Why have you taken yourself out of where I have planted you. It doesn't matter your arguments. God in his infinite wisdom plants all of us in a particular church. And that's the only place you're going to flourish. If you take an apple seed and plant it on the Sahara Desert, do you think it will germinate? It will not germinate. Don't uproot yourself from where God has planted you. Don't think you know better than God. God told Adam and Eve, don't eat this fruit. Eat everything in the garden. But these people think they are wiser than God. They say, ah, you know, God, we're in the 21st century. And in the 21st century, you have to taste it before you buy it. You know, there are these sweet shops where they say, taste before you buy. I don't like that. (laughs) Taste. Oh, it's nice. Taste it. You like it. No. You want a cab. You test drive it before, you know. You want a shoe. Ah, Remember, in the olden age, we never try shoe on before we buy it. You have to know your size. You pick your size and you go. If the shoe is a little tight, they'll tell you, just keep wearing it. With time, it will come on. It will be bigger. I say, how, how, can, I, how can I buy something without not testing it? So we take that idea into marriage. Oh, I have to test the woman before I marry her. What if, what if we are not compatible? You are a devil. You are a devil's associate. Uh, uh, what if, what if we get to our honeymoon and we are not compatible? Are you God? God said, keep the marriage bed holy. God said, keep it holy. As for when you get there, compatibility, God will take care of it. Yeah. Keep it holy. Amen. Amen. Hey, Pastor, how do I know? I want, to, I, want, I want to test it before. Yeah. 
You want to test a woman before you marry? You are a devil. You are a big devil. That's why the presence of God is gone. Hebrews 13 verse 5 or 8, it says, A bed undefiled, the Lord will bless. You defile the bed, God will. This is why I tell all the young girls in this church, all the young boys, they are going to marry as virgins. That's my prayer over all of them. And that's what will happen. No, I, I pray for them. I pray that no devil, any devil who thinks wickedness about them, that devil will be banished to hell. Amen. And it's going to be popular again being a virgin in this church Amen. and in this generation. Amen. Sometimes I'm watching, I look at a movie and they put 12, yeah. age 12, and the things they've put there, I say, hey. I said, hey, I have somebody becoming 12 soon in my house. So you think this person can watch this? No way, devil is a liar. Even movies 15 year olds is dangerous. As for 18 year olds, ah, that one is uh, <laughs> They'll be playing diamond. I want to jam with you, Bob Marley. Jam before you realize. Before they will play slow music. These days they don't warn you. These days they don't warn you before you realize. Ah! <laughs> so most of the time, before I watch a movie, I have to fast forward from beginning, fast forward to the end. To make sure to check. You know, you, there's nothing like family movies anymore. You sit there with the remote. And sometimes, to be honest, when I'm sitting there, me, I'm sleeping. So when the thing happens, you don't know when it happened. <laughs> because it happens in seconds. By the time you sleep and you wake up, they've injected demons into your children. It's difficult to watch a family movie, yeah. even cartoons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's kissing in cartoons. Yes, of cartoons. <laughs> cartoons. Can you imagine cartoons? <sighs> so may nothing take away the presence Amen. of God from you. Verse 10, the Bible says, so he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Look at that. The very thing that was meant to be a blessing to him is now running away from it. I heard your voice and I was afraid. Why would you be afraid of the voice of your father? A loving father. Why are you hiding yourself? You see, we think we are hiding, but we've forgotten that he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. You are hiding it in your mind, but he can see your mind. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. You are hiding it in your heart, but he can see. There was a reshuffling today, and uh, we saw some things happen. The chancellor and the prime minister. Oh, these people were laughing, chatting too a few days ago, sitting, you know. But this man had nursed some things in his heart. I'm sure he's saying to he's saying his heart, this guy doesn't know that he's going nest. You have to also be careful of the English culture. They are smiling with you. Oh it's the best church. I've never seen a church like this. Oh, your message is very powerful. I like the way you wear suits. And then one day, if nobody picks them up, they'll say, ah, the Lord is speaking to me to go to another church. One moment they say, ah, you are the best pastor. The next moment they are crucifying you. 
That's why I keep telling you, your workplace is not a place. You are not there for friendship. You are there to have dominion. Go and dominate that place. Jesus said, I send you as sheep among wolves. Wolves. Wolves looks like sheep. Right? The only difference between wolves and sheep is their teeth. Wolves looks like sheep. It said they take on they take on the 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 the, the clothing of a of a sheep, but they are wolves. The only difference is their teeth. If they don't smile, you won't see that they are wolves. That's when they are talking, you need to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you turn your back, oh, the devil is alive. <laughs> it's not time to hide. It's time to seek God's presence. Verse 11, the Bible says, he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you that you shall not eat? Who told you, Adam? Who told you? Who are you listening to? You can't be in this church, right? And not listen to what I preach. You cannot be in this church. I've put a free podcast for you. And you are listening to other people. You are not of me. You are not of me. You are listening to what others are saying. Who told you? Who told you you are naked? I'm telling you you are not naked, but you come to church and you say, ah, they said I'm naked. You are confused. You can't can't eat from different places. You get food poisoning. I'm very particular where I eat from. I don't eat everywhere. I don't eat everywhere. Have you not eaten in some places where you've had food poisoning? That's why the Bible says drink water from your own system. You listen to everybody. You know all the latest gist. But you don't listen to the word. You don't read my books. You don't, you don't, I mean, we don't sell anything here. By now you should know. There's nothing here we are selling for profit. Amen. There's nothing here we are selling for profit. Everything is available. Podcast is there for you free. But you don't listen. We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe. Watch. Free. You don't watch. You come to church once and you say, ah, I've had enough. No. How are you going to have enough? You see, Adam said to God, I heard your voice. And because of that, I was afraid. And I hid myself. And I'm naked. And God asked him, who told you that you are naked? Who you listen to is who you become. The reason why some people are not moving forward in this church is because they are listening to the wrong people. They just come and show up. Ah, pastor, I'm here. Pastor, I'm here. But there is no fruit in their lives to show. Can I say something? Don't waste your life this year. Be serious with God. Be serious with God. It's an insult for your mom and dad to cook for you. And then when it's time for dinner, you go to the next door, knock and say, what have you cooked? Take their food, come and sit on the dining table. Whilst your mom and dad is eating the same food, you are eating a different food. It's an insult. It's an insult. It's an insult for a husband to eat another man's food coming from work and get home and not eat his wife's food. It's an insult. Why are you eating other people's food? It's the food that has been cooked for you. 
the food. You see, when you eat the food in the house, we all grow the same. Amen. You see, the growth stature is the same. You don't see kwashoko. You don't see malnourishment. You see, the reason why we see malnourishment is because you are not eating the same food we are eating. Are you following what I'm saying? This is our year of the Holy Spirit. It's not time to say, ah, why don't you, why didn't you say it's our year of the prosperity? <laughs> what you need is all prosperity. You need the Holy Spirit. Once you have the Holy Spirit, the prosperity will come. You say, oh, can't pastor look around? All other churches this year of Breakthrough is a year of recovery, is a year of immediate power, is a year of, you know, Pastor just I'm not sure whether Pastor really, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit? 21st century, Holy Spirit? Nobody wants to hear Holy Spirit in the church. And you're missing out. Sin drove man out of the presence of God. Man, let's close, finally as we close. Man was driven or separated from the presence of God eternally through that one act of disobedience. Just one act of disobedience. Genesis 3 from verse 22 to 24, the Bible says that, and the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden to till the ground from which he, had, he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which was turned everyone every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for us to be sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit. What you need is not money, what you need is His presence. The healing you are looking for is in his presence. The joy you are looking for is in his presence. When you go for his presence, all these things that pertain to life and godliness will be added to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it? Yes. Let's give Jesus some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Just talk to God for a moment. Talk to God. Ask the Holy Spirit to make his presence more sensitive, more help you to be more aware of his presence. To be more aware of his presence. to be aware of his presence. to be sensitive to your presence, Lord. Let your presence make all the difference in our lives. We thank you. In 
Jesus name Father in the name of Jesus we ask oh God that your presence will envelop us every day of this year let your presence oh God separate us from the rest of the world the word says we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto us Father, we go after your presence this year. We seek for your presence. Let your presence, oh God, change everything around us. Let your presence envelop this church. Let your presence envelop our children. Let your presence envelop our going in and our coming out. Father, we thank you. We ask, of oh God, that even in your presence, we are covered from every form of virus that is going around globally. We decree that none shall be lost in this family. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of the service. Um... Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.